in this series, there's an app for that. And uh, the iPhone kind of led the way with the explosion of apps. And um, there are apps for just about anything you want. There are also apps for a lot of things you don't want, okay? But I tend to use the ones on my phone. I have a few that I use on a regular basis. Um, I find them very helpful, handy. And uh, I wonder what I did before before I had those apps. But I've said throughout this series that the greatest apps that I know, they come from the Word of God. You know, these apps are game changers. They, They make a huge difference in our lives. And they make a difference in eternity. And... Although the Bible is full of apps from beginning to end, just about any area that you can imagine or think about, uh, there's an app for that. But to just show how plentiful they are, we've kind of confined our search to one small book, which is actually a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul. And so we've been working our way through the book of Philippians. And uh, our first week, we talked about photo finish, that what God starts... The good work that God is doing in you, God finishes. And that's just applied to our life, and and it's huge. Last week, we talked about points of interest, that God's word, and my experience has been that you find fulfillment, you find the very best in life when you are other-oriented. It's okay to to understand your, your own interests, but you have to look to the interests of other people. And today, what I want to look at is an app that we're calling Podcast. And here's the critical question this morning. What is your podcast? You know, when people listening to you and watching you, when they really dial into your life, what's your life saying? You know, what, it's what Paul was talking about in Philippians 2.15. He says, you shine like the stars in the universe. You shine like the stars in the universe. You know, prior to that verse, Paul is kind of uh, dreaming. He's dreaming about a day when everyone on this planet would come to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He's dreaming of a day when every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Paul understood that at the judgment, when Christ returns, everyone, believers, non-believers, Christians, non-Christians, will bow a knee to Christ. They'll realize in that moment, they will confess that he is Lord. But Paul's thinking about that day happening before Christ comes back. He's dreaming about a a prejudgment reality in this world. You see, he believed that there could be a day where everyone living on this planet would live with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. Paul believed it was possible, and he had a game plan with this. I mean, how's it going to happen? How, how are people far away from God, how are people going to come to know God? Paul, Paul kind of lays out his plan. He says, you know what? Got an app for that. He says, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God, without fault, 
and a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like what? Stars in the universe. That passage has huge implications in our life. You know, Paul, Paul's going to talk about the, the source of light that, that helps us shine in our life. And he's going to talk about wattage. He's going to talk about how against the backdrop of darkness, you can shine like a star. And Paul starts out talking about the, the whole shining thing. You know, that one of Jesus' favorite sayings was, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Have you figured out there's kind of a cosmic battle taking place in this world? You know, a battle between God and, and the evil one. You know, scripture refers to it as a war. You know, that there is a war. There is a war between the powers of light and the powers of darkness. And, and it's a metaphor you find used throughout Scripture. You know, that we, we see the powers of darkness at work all the time in this world, don't we? I mean, all you got to do is turn on the news, turn on CNN. And, you know, you see evil. You know, a few weeks ago, close to home, you know, we, we all watched as a gunman stormed ABB. And three people died. A lot of people injured in that. I would argue, power of evil. See it on a regular basis. Situation in, in Haiti. People are now stealing money, saying, hey, we're going to give it to Haiti, but they're finding they're not doing that. That's evil. You know, see it in Sudan, and have for the last decade, you know, a political regime that abuses their power. I mean, they, they steal, rape, murder, conservatively have cost the lives and just killed over 300,000 people. 2.7 million people have become refugees in that country. Friends, the power of darkness. I mean, you see corruption in government, in business, people embezzling, lying, stealing, misusing their power for personal gain. Evil's at work in this world. Evil's at work in our lives. I mean, if we were honest, that heart-to-heart -heart moment, we know what it feels like, don't we? Do we know what darkness feels like? That, that sinful nature that is in us, that pull you know, toward rage or, or lust or greed or you know, revenge, violence, self-centeredness. I mean, we know what that is, right? That darkness power of darkness. I mean, we have this primed readiness to, to sin. And in other words, it doesn't take much pressure, does it, to, to move towards sin? Because the evil ones that work in the world, because we, we have this bent, this readiness to sin, the Bible says that we understand darkness. We see it in ourselves, and we readily see it in others, Right? Paul writes in Romans, he says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And here, here's my point. The power of darkness, that sinful nature, we're not strangers to it. We're not strangers. We, we struggle with it. We battle with it. 
You know, and in the, in the face of all this darkness talk, Jesus comes along and says, I am the light of the world. And there are a lot of implications to that metaphor. And I, I, those implications, I want you to understand. I need to understand that. You know, First John says, if we claim to have fellowship with him, talking about God, and yet walk in what? Darkness. We lie and do not live out the truth. If you're aware of that dark side, if you realize that that dark side is not getting brighter, if you've figured out that you can't overcome it on your own, you've got to take steps to, to ask for help. If you figured that out, friends, when you invite Jesus Christ, light of the world, to be Savior and Lord of your life, when, when you give Christ the reins, it starts dispelling the darkness. I mean, if you, if you take that step in your life, it makes all the difference. But if you don't, if you don't, if you allow darkness to keep creeping in, you'll find you'll, you'll wreck your life. You'll wreck other people's lives. You know, on a regular basis, I, I have conversations with people, and they'll, they'll say things kind of like this. They'll go, you know, Damon, um, I'm uh, doing something. And, and they're so embarrassed, they can't, tell me and they won't tell me what it is exactly. But they'll say, you know, I know it's wrong. You know, I, I know it makes God sick. You know, I, I, I just can't seem to stop. Friends, I've heard it through the years. I've heard it all through the years. I mean, darkness of all kinds of forms and people are crying out and, and what they're saying is the darkness over here darkness is gaining strength in my life. I'm not getting brighter. It's getting darker. And friends, it will continue to get darker if you do not allow Jesus Christ to illuminate your life. It'll continue getting darker and darker. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. The person who follows me will never live where? In darkness. But will have the light that gives life. Jesus is saying, you know what? I have the power to dispel darkness. I can eradicate darkness with my illuminating power. It can make all the difference in the world. And some of you know what I'm talking about today. You know, you've invited Jesus Christ into your life, and because of his power in your life, you would say things like, you know what? I do not lie as often as I used to. I do not mistreat people as often as I used to because the light of Jesus Christ is gaining strength in your life. You know, the, the fact is that you would say, you know, I am not as self-centered or judgmental, you know, I abuse my body less, you know, I commit less sexual sin. You know, because of the light of Jesus Christ, it is getting brighter in my life. And if that's the case, 
If you're here today and you go, yeah, that's what's going on, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. If you invite Jesus Christ into your life, if you've truly given him the reins, the light should be dispelling the darkness. You should be getting brighter and brighter and brighter. But here's the sobering side of this. You know, 1 John 1, 6 says, if we claim to have fellowship with him, and yet walk in what? Darkness? We lie and do not live out the truth. Here we go. If you're not getting brighter, if your life's not getting brighter, Scripture says you don't know God. I mean, how many of us know someone, no pointing, by the way, don't yell out names, but how many of us know someone claims to be very spiritual, Claims to be a Christian, maybe claims to attend faith fellowship, you know, claims to be quite religious. But their attitude, their behavior, their relational patterns are dark. In fact, as you've watched them through the years, they're getting darker. Now I want to ask you a more important question. How's the darkness in your life? You know, is the power of evil, that sinful nature, is it as strong as it's always been? Because when you look at things like like pride, lust, greed, self-centeredness, you name it, you know, the question is, is it improving? Is it improving? If the darkness in your life, if that draw is remaining constant or maybe getting uh, darker, no matter what you claim, no matter how often you come to church, no matter how big your Bible is, how many groups you're involved in, if you claim to know God and continue to walk in darkness, the power of Jesus Christ The light of the world is not at work in you. That's a hard one to hear, isn't it? But you know it. Other people know it. And friends, it's not because Jesus Christ doesn't have enough wattage. Because wherever Jesus is, wherever Jesus is working the light get dispelled. The bad news here, if you claim to be a Christian and you're walking in darkness and the power of darkness is not losing its strength, you're probably not a Christian. Now, I do not want to be misunderstood. I am not saying you won't fall, you won't fail. I'm not saying that you won't, from time to time, jump into the mire of sin and have battles and struggles and give in from time to time. But what I'm saying is, as you evaluate your life, as you look at the big picture of your life, you should see progress of some sort. I mean, if it looks more like a flat line or it has kind of a downward trajectory... I think it's time to get serious. 
again, don't misunderstand me. You'll have seasons that it does this, but overall, are you gaining ground? I mean, or if you're willfully continuing a particular, whatever your, your struggle is, and you just go, you know what? I'm not really going to work on this, you know? It's not even, not even trying to overcome. I would say quit playing games and get serious. Quit. The good news is, you know, First John says, if we confess our sins, I mean, if we acknowledge that power of darkness, that sinful nature, if we acknowledge our inability to overcome, it says he, God, is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, God can break whatever it is that we're battling. That, that, that darkness doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to have a grip on us because God can and God will illuminate things if you allow him, give you the strength to overcome. But you have to acknowledge, you have to acknowledge the sin. You have to invite Jesus Christ into your life. Some of you have not taken that step. You know, it's still unsettled for you. I'd, I'd encourage you, just invite Christ into your life. Let, let the, the light of the world, just let him in. I mean, if you have any doubts about it, uh, you know, I talk to people regularly, there's an uncertainty, you know, whether Christ is really reigning. I'd encourage you, you know, talk to me. I'd be glad to, to help you through that process. Some of you right now, as I'm talking, the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, kind of prompting you, tugging on you, saying, you know what? I need to get that settled. Need need to make things right. I, I, I know God has has a better way for me. And I'll give you the advice I, I give all the time. When God's Spirit prompts you, when you feel God moving you somewhere, do something about it. Just just say yes, God. You know, work with God's Holy Spirit in that. You know, Paul Paul says, look, I see a day. I see a day when every person on this planet, every man, woman, child, will know the love of God through Jesus Christ. Again, how's he going to do it? How's he going to do it? Paul says that the first thing we have to do, because darkness exists, the first thing that we have to do is we've got to give our life to Christ so that his light can begin to work in our, our lives. And once Christ's light begins to work and change us, then you got to shine like a star. you got to learn how to do that. You know, we're, we're talking about wattage here now. How bright do you shine? How bright do you shine in your life? It's interesting, one of Jesus' favorite uh, sayings is, I am the light of the world. Then he steps in to his disciples and people that were following him, and he says, you are the light of the world. See, he was working in their life, they were changing, and now he's saying, you're the light of the world. You know, are you letting Jesus Christ shine in your life? Are you letting him shine to the point that you are a beam of hope, let's say, to the people around you? 
I mean, that's why what Paul's getting at here, that's what Paul's saying. You know, he says, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like the stars in the universe. Paul's saying, you know what? You got to reframe from complaining in your life. You got to step back from, from arguing. And as you live a pure and blameless, and he's not saying that you won't sin, but he's saying as you strive toward that, your life begins to burn bright. You know, it is a, your life becomes testimony to the illuminating work of Jesus Christ. And Paul, Paul's saying, when you do that, when you take that step, people start taking note. People start noticing. They notice that you're less selfish or that you're not as hateful or you're not battling anger or greed or lust or whatever junk you want to pick. There's just less sin in your life. And when you're open, when, when you open your life, your whole life, to Jesus Christ, you experience change. And when you do, I think it's just natural that you want to point people. You want to point your family and in your friends and colleagues, people that you spend time with. You want to point them the same way because you know what it's done for you. You know, often uh, people get excited about what God's doing in their life, and then they're like, how can I point my family to Jesus Christ? How can I point my friends or people at work or whatever? And guess what? Paul goes, got an app for that one too? Utilize the shine strategy in life. Utilize that. When you begin to shine, when your light gets brighter, it changes the game. You know, let your love shine. Shine so bright that people see it. Let them see your love for God and other people. It lights up a very dark world at times. You know, let your joy light up the night. Let your joy make a difference in whatever environment you're at. Let your positive attitude, your work ethic, you know, light up your work environment or school or wherever. You know, let it make a difference in your neighborhoods. And I was sitting, sitting at my desk putting the message together, and I started thinking about people that, that shined in my life when I was young. You know, people that, when I watched them, it made me want to give my life to Christ. It made me want to give my life to Jesus Christ because of the way they lived. And there's several things that, that just screamed to me. Like, I wanted people that were always honest, not perfect, just honest. You know, that I, I never wanted much to do with, with people that lied, you know, people that shaded the truth or people that would say one thing and they were doing something very, very different in their life. I wanted that. And it kind of increased their wattage in my eyes. You know, you want to increase your wattage? You know, tell the truth all the time. Tell it when it hurts. Tell it when it costs you. I also found myself drawn to people, people that uh, were other-centered, people that, that spent most of their time encouraging those around them. They, they seemed to bring out the best in people. 
They, they showed a, kind of a supernatural love in life, that they were able to respond to whatever the situation was, not with justice, not with revenge, not with hatred, but with love, they responded, high, high impact on me. I found myself gravitating toward people like that, people that, that served, uh, and really served in unexpected ways. They did things when nobody else w- was watching, and what they did seemed to go against the grain of what the world was teaching. You know, I really got excited when I would see people that had joy, joy that wasn't tethered to their circumstances. I took notice as a young child, people that were in the midst of chaos in their life, difficult situations, and they just shined. I thought the wattage was impressive as a kid. And Paul says, you want to shine. You know, commit yourself to Jesus Christ. Allow him to illuminate that darkness. You know, let him show you where you need to change in your life. You know, you want to shine in your life? Commit yourself. Commit yourself to truth-telling. Commit yourself to to high ethics in the workplace and all your business deals. You know, commit yourself to sexual purity, to encouraging and serving other people like we talked about last week. Let that shine. Let that scream. Because, friends, that's the stuff that awakens people to the reality of a dynamic, life-changing God. And they go, that's the real deal. You know, let people see you get ignited. I mean, what makes your heart beat? What makes you beat with a, a deep passion? You know, let, let people see you stand up for human rights abuse in this world, for racial discrimination, for poverty, for homelessness, for oppression. You know, when, when people see you ignite about others and other things in this world, when people see that, they know you're not all about yourself. They know you're not self-serving. When, when they see that, they know that something else has to be working in your life because humanly, we're not capable of, of those things as a whole. And ultimately, if they keep looking, they will see Jesus Christ working in you. You know, through the years, I have seen a lot of people give their lives to Christ. And on a pretty regular occasion, I will catch someone that's new new to the faith or has taken that step, and I'll ask them a question, and I already know the answer. But I'll go, how did you end up giving your life to Jesus Christ? I mean, how did it start? And most of the time, almost without exception, They'll say something like, well, you know, there's this guy at work. And then they begin to describe that individual. They'll say, you know what? He's caring. He always tells the truth. He's a hard worker. In fact, he's bailed me out several times in my life. He's concerned about what's going on in my life. I mean, he's really concerned. Et cetera, et cetera. 
You know, they go, well, there's this woman that, that helps with the, with the soccer team. And, and then they'll describe her same sort of way. But every occasion, it comes down to because someone had enough wattage. They were shining bright enough that they took notice of them. And then they started wondering, why is the wattage in their life? Why are they so bright? Never underestimate the shining strategy. That's what Paul's getting at. He says it'll never fail. When you shine, over time, it melts people's defenses. When you shine in your life, over time, I don't care how stubborn someone is, how resistant their heart is, over time, it makes a difference. Now, here, here's the, the tough, painful question. And I'm talking to Christ followers. If you haven't made that decision, you can tune me out for a couple minutes. But Christ followers, what's your wattage? What's your wattage in terms of shining? In terms of letting the illuminating power of Jesus Christ work in your life, what is your wattage right now? I mean, how many of you would say, again, don't raise your hand, but go, you know, I'm like a 25-watt bulb, I think. I'm a 50-watt bulb. I'm a 75-watt bulb. You know, anybody say, you know what? By God's grace, I'm a 100-watt bulb. You know, I get up every morning, and, and I pray, and I ask God to help me shine each day, to help me love people. Let, let my integrity shine. Let my compassion shine. Let my servanthood shine. You know, God, help me shine like the stars in the heaven. So others will wonder where I get my wattage at. Some of you, as I'm talking right now, you're going, well, my wattage, it's low. Not much shine. I mean, I, I talk the talk, but I'm not walking the walk. When, when, when I honestly look at my life and my actions, it's not illuminating. At least not in a good way. You know, people at my work, people in my neighborhood, people that I go to school with, they have no clue that Jesus Christ is shining in me and working in me. I mean, my wattage is low. I could have a power outage. It's so bad. Friends, if you're honest with yourself, where are you at? I mean, if you're a 50 watt or 25 watt or, or lower, and you claim to be a Christian, I think you got to go to God and say, you know what, God, I am so sorry. I have been a low watt bulb. And you have called me to shine like the stars in this universe. You've given me the, the, the power. Give me the wattage. But, but I'm not tapping into it. I'm not allowing you to light up my life. I'm not working with your Holy Spirit. In fact, I'm, I'm resisting it. 
You know, my life, God, it's about a lot of other stuff. And I'm so sorry I have not made it about reaching people for you and shining. I just haven't. I mean, some of you need to take that step today. You know, you need to apologize to, to God, the God you claim that you love. And you just need to make a commitment and say, you know what, I'm going to shine. Paul says, the light of Jesus Christ has come to dispel the darkness so you can shine. So you can shine. Then he adds, he says, so you can shine to, to your full potential. So you can shine like a star. And then the most interesting thing to me is he says, like the stars in the universe. The backdrop against where we're to shine. It's against the darkness of an expansive universe. The dark world we live in. You know, a while back, uh, we had a power outage uh, at our house. And... Um, Entire neighborhood went out. The street lights, which normally don't go out behind us, they went out. It was overcast, no stars, no moon, no nothing. It was seriously dark. And after tripping around in the dark, I finally found a flashlight and we got some candles lit. And I was amazed at just a few candles. They do, have you ever noticed this? They just seem to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And part of that, we're getting adjusted to, to, to the darkness, but it just screams, that light. You know, I, I remember going outside, and don't ask me why I went out, and I was like, okay, I'm going to assess the situation here, you know, see if there are other lights going on. I, I don't know. But I went out several times. That's what I do. And... At one point, things are starting to kind of clear off, and just a couple stars, a few stars, are starting to show. And it was so dark, and they were so intense. That is the concept, I think, that Paul is driving at in this scripture. He says, if you claim to be a Christian, stop complaining Stop complaining about that godless environment that you work in. Stop complaining about how dark it is at your school. Stop complaining about how irreligious this society and this world is. Stop complaining about it because against that backdrop, your light, your illuminating power is multiplied. And the fact is, if it is really dark, wherever it is you work or go to school or in your community or whatever, I want to tell you that's the perfect place. Your light wattage can be seen clearly against that backdrop. Paul says, so stop moaning. Stop, stop groaning about where you find yourself and just keep praying and asking God in the middle of that darkness to say, you know what, God, it is exceedingly, vastly, it is the most important thing that I do, and that is you burn bright through me. Shine like the stars in whatever dark environment you find yourself. Do it for however long God gives you on this planet, and just ask God to do that. Here's my question for you today to, to take home with you. 
are you going to shine like the stars in the universe? Between now and whatever day is your last on this planet. You know, if you're going to say, you know what? Jesus Christ, light of the world, light up my life, dispel the darkness by your, by your spirit's power, start, start illuminating me. Make me burn so bright against whatever environment I'm in that people will eventually take notice. That people will finally take notice and say, you know what, a love like that, a joy like that, a strength like that, a passion like that, a giving heart like that, it can only be traced back to God. God is alive. God is doing amazing things in their life. See, here's where it shifts. Maybe God could do that in my life. Shine factor. Apostle Paul, (laughs) such an optimist, he, he believed that it was possible to reach every person for Jesus Christ. That he believed it because he said, you know what, we can shine like those stars with whatever days we have left on this planet. Paul says, I've got an app for that. Read with me. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like the stars in the universe. God, I pray that we would shine. Shine like the stars. That we'd burn bright. And God, I I can only speak for myself, but sometimes I let the voltage go low. God, I pray that you would forgive that. God, I pray that we would allow you to illuminate every crevice, every part of our life, not just some, all, and that your light would shine. I know it's easy to look around us, shake our head, society, where things go, how bad things are at work or school or in our communities. But God, you said the answer to that is to shine, to shine bright. God, I pray that your people would burn bright. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.